It's Saturday the 1st of July. I'm Kira Revens and this is a week that saw RT under fire for Ryan Tuberty payments. CNN reveal leaked Trump audio, fallout from Russia's mini-mutiny continue and Liam Neeson test his driving skills. Grab a cup of something hot. Put up your feet and get up to speed on the seven biggest stories of the week. This is the Standout 7 from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. It's news but not the news. It was not a good week for RTE as management at the National Broadcaster continued to face questions about undercover payments to Ryan Tuberty and we all learned what a barter account is. Kicking off the week was a resignation from Director General D. Forbes on Monday when she issued a lengthy statement about the whole affair. Ryan Tuberty stayed off air all week despite a more detailed apology from him over the weekend. Minister for Communications Catherine Martin met with the chair of the RTE board Shunil Rahalig on Saturday. On Monday Minister Martin didn't sound impressed by the whole affair. The trust has been really shattered. It's nearly like an existential crisis for, for RTE. And I believe in the value of public service broadcasting. It's exactly what the Future of Media Commission revealed uh, last year as their main finding. Um, so to build back the trust in RTE, I think we need to have you know that root and branch review. We need to look at the governance structure. We need to look at the oversight of financial transactions. We need to look at the culture there. And on our first show of the week, RTE presenter Claire Byrne started off with a remarkable statement detailing her own salary and the fact she had no additional or commercial deals. And so in order to be fully transparent with you here today, I want you to know that my RTE fee now is €280,000 and that fee was agreed for presenting this programme and that last contract was negotiated by Noel Kelly. A nine-page statement was issued by RTE management on Tuesday afternoon, which largely pointed the finger at the now ex-director general Dee Forbes and said that no one on the RTE board had full view of all the figures involved. It also said that external legal advice found no illegality in the payments. By then, the anger amongst Ortiz staff spilled over into a protest outside their Montrose headquarters. Trevor Keegan, the chair of the Orti NUJ sub-branch, said the staff are in the same boat as the public at large. We are here not just to show solidarity and anger amongst ourselves, and uh, we are also showing it with the public in general. We have been lied to just as much as them. We have suffered the mistrust that we now see in the senior management of this organisation, and the anger is palpable. The current Orti management team and former Orti management are all expected to attend both an Oireachtas Media Committee meeting on Wednesday and a Public Accounts Committee meeting on Thursday. But ex-DG Forbes said she was unable to attend because of illness and Minister for Media Catherine Martin sounded like she was really running out of patience. Trust and confidence have been broken and it is essential that RTE puts the full facts on the public record as a matter of urgency to avoid further damaging public trust. By Wednesday, it was time to face the music as senior RTE execs were grilled by TDs at the Oireachtas Media Committee over reported undercover payments to Ryan Tuberty. Committee Room 1 in the Dáil saw senior members of the RTE board, including the chair, Shuani Rahalig, acting deputy director general and the chief financial officer, grilled for over four hours by frustrated TDs. Tipperary TD Matty McGrath said for an organisation that prided itself on telling the truth, their answers were laughable. You have to come up with some answers, please. Who are you lying to? Who are you serving? Public service broadcasting and you have ads out there to truth and was truth by art. My goodness. Sinn Féin's Imelda Munster wasn't very happy with Orgy's chief financial officer's answers either. Why did you not call out the concealment of those fees going into a barter account under the heading of consultancy fees? Why as chief financial officer would you let that go? I wasn't aware of what they related to. I wasn't involved. Ah, in would you stop? No, I wasn't. You didn't involved. ask. You didn't no. ask. 
the Chief you've Financial got to, Officer no, didn't sorry. ask. Ex-Director General D. Forbes got a lot of the blame, but it was agreed that there was also a serious lack of corporate governance at the state broadcaster. And speaking in the Dáil on Wednesday, Thetuk Liavragkar was clear on what he thought of the broadcaster's explanations so far. We do not believe it is credible that the former DG, D. Forbes, was the only person uh, with knowledge of these events. RTE's public misery continued on Thursday as current and former management team members had to face the Public Accounts Committee. Some of the same faces from Wednesday's Oireachtas Committee appeared again, but there was still no sign of former DG D. Forbes. In the meantime, Patrick Kilty released a statement outlining his deal with RTE. He says he's getting a €250,000 salary for the 30-episode season of The Late Late Show. While Kilty knows exactly what he's being paid, the same can't be said for Richard Collins, the Chief Financial Officer in RTE. Questioned by Sinn Féin TD John Brady at the PAC meeting, the RTE head of finance took his time in letting the committee know his salary. I don't know what my exact salary is off the top of my head. Of course, no, but I can give you... I, no, sorry, I can give you... Absolutely outrageous. I can give you an ex- Chief yeah. Financial Officer of RTE can't tell us what he's paid. Are supposed to buy that? But he did have details on what rapidly became a focus of the committee's inquiry, the so-called RTE barter account. The account which traded commercial airtime for other services was used by RTE to pay Ryan Tuberty through his agent without declaring the amounts in official figures. It came to light during an audit and during the hearing it transpired the account was also used for World Cup trips and rugby tickets for key clients. Former chair of the RTE board and woman behind Riverdance Moya Doherty also appeared at the PAC on Thursday. Doherty was chair of the board between 2014 and 2022 and though she kept in touch with Dee Forbes about Tuberty's contract and renegotiations, she strongly denied knowing anything about the infamous barter account. None of us knew of the existence of this barter fund, which was outside of the financial department and therefore not reported to us as a board during our monthly meetings and did not exist in the monthly management account. For me as chair and for my colleagues on the board, that is staggering and absolutely shocking. This week saw the fallout from the Wagner Group's 24-hour coup attempt in Russia ripple across the globe. The rebellion by the mercenaries was seen as a direct challenge to Russian President Vladimir Putin and appears to have revealed cracks in his leadership. Wagner Group Chief Yevgeny Prigozhin had demanded the removal of Moscow's Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu. However, Shoigu was seen in a Kremlin video release on Monday in Ukraine while Prigozhin has been keeping a low profile. And an angry President Putin addressed the Russian nation on Monday night. The organisers of this rebellion cannot but understand that they will be brought to justice. UK Foreign Secretary James Cleverly told the House of Commons that the Wagner Group had damaged Russia's case for war in Ukraine, while US President Biden said the mini-coup was nothing to do with the US. And EU Foreign Policy Chief Josep Borrell blames Putin for creating a monster. The monster that Putin created with the Wagner, the monster is biting him now. The political system is showing the fragilities and the military power is is cracking. Vladimir Putin continued to address the weekend's mini-mutiny on Tuesday as he led a minute's silence for those who died and praised the whole of Russia for their efforts in stopping the curtailed coup. Our resolution and courage has been huge and has played a defining role 
in overcoming these obstacles and the mutiny. You can see that the army, society and people were one. The man who led the mutiny up and down the road to Moscow, Yevgeny Prigozhin, has since arrived by private jet into neighbouring Belarus. The Belarusian president, Alexander Lukashenko, was keen to tell off his part in defusing the situation. He described negotiating a settlement between Putin and Prigozhin, speaking first to a furious Putin, convincing him he could negotiate with the Wagner boss and then making what sounds like a phone call for the ages. We talked for around 30 minutes exclusively in swear words. I analysed it later. There were around 10 times more swear words than normal vocabulary. Thursday saw news that the Wagner mercenary group will no longer fight in Ukraine after refusing to sign Kremlin contracts. Meanwhile, Vladimir Putin made a rare and bizarre public appearance in the streets of the Russian Republic of Dagestan as he looks to shore up his image as leader. And as European leaders met in Brussels in advance of July's NATO summit, President of the European Parliament, Roberto Mastola, says that whatever is going on in Russia, the EU will continue to back the Ukraine. What we can be certain about is that Ukraine must remain our number one priority. Our policies are working. Putin is weaker and Ukraine is efficiently fighting back. Former U.S. President Donald Trump was indicted for the second time earlier this month, this time for allegedly mishandling classified government documents by storing them in his Mar-a-Lago property and refusing to hand them back. But Trump seems convinced he's done nothing wrong. Last week, he said he'd simply been too busy to hand the documents over to the National Archives and Records Association and wanted to remove his personal items from the boxes they were stored in first. Speaking at the Fate and Freedom Coalition conference last week, he once again claimed he was within his rights to keep the documents. Whatever documents are president decides to take with him, he has the absolute right to take them. He has the absolute right to keep them, or he can give them back to NARA if he wants. He talks to them like we were doing. That's the law, and it couldn't be more clear. But on Monday, CNN released leaked tapes of Donald Trump talking about classified material. The audio part of the special counsel evidence is from an interview with the authors of a Mark Meadows biography and sees Trump displaying a plan to attack Iran prepared by General Mark Milley. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. Trump has argued that he didn't have the document, that he was just speaking about it, but it's clear from the recording that he knows it's classified and that he shouldn't have it. The only question now is, where did the leak come from? Except it is like highly confidential (laughs) secret. This is secret information. Look look at this. You attack. Hillary would print that out all the time, you know. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. The final day of the Consultative Forum on Irish Neutrality took place on Tuesday in Dublin Castle. Thonister Micheál Martin says he hopes the final report will be an important contribution to Ireland's ongoing security discussion. Green Party leader Eamon Ryan spoke on Tuesday and said military neutrality is at the heart of his party's policies, but he recognised that elements such as the triple lock mechanism may need to be updated in the face of what he called an increasingly disrupted UN Security Council. This policy does, does strengthen my mind, our military neutrality. It has to be a functioning one. It's for peacekeeping, where we've had real strength as a country, and to make sure we can do that in an effective way, if we decide to do so. Dublin's SUVs are under attack from a group calling themselves the Tire Extinguishers. They're a group of environmental campaigners who've been using lentils to let the air out of tyres of 4x4 vehicles in Dublin suburbs. It's to protest the vehicles they describe as gas guzzlers and they've placed leaflets on vehicles they've deflated, announcing their intention to make the death machines history. Mark Kelly, Managing Director of the School of Irish Archaeology, says two of his vehicles were among those targeted. So to see this happen and also the financial loss that could have been potentially we could have lost a lot of money that day and that that was very frustrating because we were targeted and we're not a, we're not anybody's enemy. Right, they're investigating incidents with at least 30 vehicles targeted in Donnybrook along with Churchtown and Ranelagh. Oshin Coughlin, CEO of Friends of the Earth, says the protest is well-intentioned. I completely understand the frustration of the activists who are doing this given that we're just not taking adequate action to cut our polluting emissions. But I am a bit concerned about the impact on individuals, whereas I think the real, the real targets here should be the government and the, and the companies. He's renowned for having a particular set of skills, but now he's taking those skills on the road. He's Liam Neeson, who now specialises in playing the unlikely dad who has to go on a killing spree. This time it's a movie called Retribution in which he gets stuck in his own car and if he stops driving, it'll blow up. It hits Sky Cinema this autumn. Honey, something's happened. There's a man who has put a bomb in the car. Under our seats, there are pressure triggers. We can't get out. The car will explode. We're here. Listen very carefully, or I kill you. Open the glove box. Shoot him. You've been listening to the Smart 7 Ireland edition. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit the follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes and we'll give you the world. Hi, this is Kira from the Smart 7 Ireland edition. Just to let you know, we're pausing this podcast from Friday the 25th of August, but you can still get up to speed in just seven minutes if you search the Smart 7 and catch up with our UK edition. Thanks for listening.